Hi, babes. Welcome to The Pleasure Portal, a podcast for women desiring to embody their fierce, wild, feminine magic, reclaim their deepest soul desires, and unleash the passion, pleasure, and fulfillment they know in their bones is their birthright. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant, a love, intimacy, and relationship educator and pleasure alchemist. I'm curious, has your pleasure ever been on the back burner? Have you ever felt like your pleasure doesn't matter? Have you experienced your feminine power being minimized, ignored, or suppressed? If so, this is the place for you. Because in this podcast, we're writing a whole new story together. We're a community of fierce femmes who are done with the binds of repression. We're the women who desire a pleasurable sex life, sacred connection with ourselves, and intimate partnership with another without having to give up or hide parts of who we are. We're the modern witches who, until now, have had to hide or suppress our sacred gifts. Together, we're unhooking from the binds that mute our greatest expression. We're dialing up that turn on full tilt. We're creating right relationship with our emotions, our power, our enchantment alchemy, and our womb wisdom. Each episode, I'll bring to you a mix of pleasure alchemy, embodiment education, love, sex, and relationship insights, and ultimately an invitation home to your fierce feminine magic. We are reclaiming it all. Down and in we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this next episode of the Pleasure Portal podcast. Before we get into this extraordinary conversation and interview, I want to do a quick content warning and just a disclaimer for all of you. In this episode, we do talk about mental illness, we talk about emotional illness, we talk about suicide, we talk about depression, and if these are topics that are too high sensation for your system at this time, I invite you to use your discretion, use your discernment to take care of you and pause the episode, head to a different one, and come to this episode when you are really able and ready to hold the complexity of where we're going to go and have that be in harmony with whatever is alive and true in your system. Um, Because these conversations are, you know, really rich with connection and information, but they can also be really tough to be with when we ourselves have either struggled with suicidal thoughts or suicidal attempts. And I just really want to be mindful of you having that disclaimer up front so that you come into the conversation eyes wide open, heart wide open, ready to digest and receive the transmissions here. And knowing that you have full sovereignty to come back to the episode, to take it, you know, a a couple chunks at a time, however you want to make it through. Or if you know that I just, I'm not going to be able to, to listen to this without deeply upsetting my system, then I trust the internal genius of your system and your internal knowing. And I really invite you to honor that. And if that all feels smooth in your system, then I'm excited to welcome you into this next episode with my dear friend, Kendra Adachi. And here we go. 
Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Pleasure Portal podcast. I have with me a dear sister, Kendra Dachi. Oh my gosh, you were a guest on my first ever podcast, you and your partner, Jeremy. And so now you get to come back here and jam just with me, which I'm so excited because we already went on a tangent that was so juicy that we're going to loop everybody into. And I just... I'm so in awe of you on a regular basis. Like ever since you not only came into Jeremy's life, but you came into all of our lives, like there's this grounded anchored energy that you bring that is unlike anything that we've experienced in our, our group of friends up until you. And there's just this radiant compassion that comes through you no matter what you're doing or what you're talking about, or if we're just like having a a play session or like a deep chat, like this thread is always coming through you no matter what. And I just love how comfortable I feel in your presence. And that's no small thing for you to put people's nervous systems at ease just through your way of being. And I just adore you so much. And I also really love for everyone listening Kendra brings her own greens sometimes to restaurants and it is legitimately one of my favorite things about you. Like you are just so in this vibe of radical self-responsibility of like, this is what my body wants. This is what my body needs. I can't always rely on getting that from a restaurant (laughs) or like going out somewhere. So I just bring what I need in order to like really be at my best. And every time you've done it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, why don't we do that more often? <laughs> like, you know what's best for you. I know what's best for me. Like, why are we not taking radical self-responsibility for those things to ensure that we have them versus like maybe hopefully waiting for the universe to respond or the restaurant to respond and like being disappointed or not having what we truly need. So like you're such a pioneer in that area and I freaking love you to bits. So thank you for saying yes today. Kelsey, I'm like, I was almost crying in that moment too. Um, I receive all of that, which is a step of work that I have been leaning into for, gosh, quite some time. Um, But I just thank you for this opportunity. I reflect absolutely everything. I kid you not, Jeremy and another friend, Belinda, and I were talking about you last night of just (laughs) how eloquent and incredible you are and I was like I could just speak on that queen's podcast tomorrow so um and for me when when that shows up it is like there's like a prideful but really grateful moment of Kendra based on the choices that you've made for yourself look at what gets to happen look at the people that you get to surround yourself with look at who who gets to create these opportunities with you and invite you and so i don't take it as a small action to to be able to sit here and speak with you and to be able to also call you a friend i'm like oh like i must be doing some things right in my life if i get to be sitting here and talking on a pleasure portal podcast with kelsey grand and Yes, radical self-responsibility and bringing your own greens and powders to restaurants yes. and cafes is totally okay. Nobody will mm-hmm. judge you. Do what you got to do to have your own back and take care of yourself. You know yes. what feels best for you. And let's start normalizing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that starts right here. And, you know, so much of your work is around body love and body acceptance. And I think that, you know, you leading by example of like, I'm just going to bring my own greens. I'm just going to bring my own powders and like super food up my meal because that's where I feel the best is like such an important piece for other people to hear like, oh, I never even thought of doing something like that before. Mm-hmm. And as someone who worked in a restaurant, like that would not even cross my mind. Cause like there was always this culture in the restaurant. You can't bring outside food or you can't bring outside drinks. And I'm like, I think that only applies if you don't buy anything in the restaurant, <laughs> like, but that distinction was never really made clear. And so it just became this adopted way of being of like, Oh no, I'll just, you know, make a concession or like, I guess I won't get everything I need from this meal or I'll just like super load in all of the superfoods before I go like, and I'm like, Oh no, it can be much easier than that. Mm -hmm. Like so much easier than that. Like I'll just flow with the moment and like, what do I need in this meal or this moment to actually be at my best? And you're such an incredible example of that. Thank you. And you're welcome. I just feel like it's such a metaphor for me and in life. And like, like I didn't always used to do this. I used to, mm-hmm. oh gosh, here's the metaphor for life is that I would settle. I would settle yeah. for the food that was served. I would settle for something that I didn't actually really love, but I was like, okay, I'll, I'll have it. Or, you know, and just, you know, insert your own life experience of where else you settled. And then you didn't, mm-hmm. you know, take the initiative to, amplify and bring more pleasure into your life because the other part of why I do like to bring my own other like greens sprouts is yes I always order something as well um but it's just it's pleasurable for me to do that to like Mm. enhance and I'm like oh this tastes so and this is now more aesthetically pleasing for me and it's like something that I love and I'm I'm not going to settle for something that's just going to be mediocre in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. I've done that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And as I was speaking earlier, based on my results at that time, that reflected, that yeah. reflected how I chose to treat myself. And now <laughs> bringing my greens to restaurants, it <laughs> just shows up into other areas of my life. I'm like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. settle. And I'm going to make that initiative because that's part of my honoring for yeah. my body and not only the physical element, but just the actual experiential element too, mm-hmm. which again is such a metaphor for every other area in life for me. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I love this. So can we like <laughs> go back in time a little bit and give us like a snapshot into like, how did you even get onto this path of being aware of these needs and, you know, being attuned with your body in such a beautiful and intimate way? <sighs> it is. It is a novel of a story. Um, Perfect. And I love speaking. I'm ready. I love speaking about it. Um, wonderful. There's there's other kind of like side subtext. So I'll just do my best to keep it somewhat of a bit more laser focused. Um, but truly, it all started with um, well, the underlying root to many of the choices I made in my adolescent and in my early twenties and. In, like I'll be completely honest, even still today, but I have a lot more awareness now mm. is from being bullied by other girls when I was mm. really young. That's the core of it. I've done mm-hmm. a lot of work to recognize that that's where so many of the limiting factors of beliefs that I have towards what I do in the world, how I look, 
um, that's where it stems from. Mm-hmm. But so what that looked like for me was really dishonoring my body mm-hmm. in order to be accepted, in order to feel like I was appreciated, in order to feel like I could belong. And that looked like anorexia, that looked like orthorexia, that like really unhealthy promiscuity. I've got nothing mm-hmm. against, you know, being promiscuous and loving having a sexual appetite as long as it's consensual and it's also respectful for yourself yes. and for the other. My behavior in that time was not respectful to myself. It was definitely no boundaries, um, no, no appreciation to myself. And mm-hmm. it really was to fill that void of like, will you love me? Will I be loved? Can you love me? What do, will it take? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I cannot say for sure because there's so many other factors, but a lot of those lifestyle choices um, then transmitted into an experience of depression, mm-hmm. of severe depression where I was on antidepressants. And based on also just my lifestyle behaviors um, coming with being the party girl to get attention, to be accepted, to be the fun one, to really belong. Mm-hmm. And, um, it wasn't all bad. I definitely had a lot, a lot of great memories and a lot of fun times, a lot of fun yeah. memories, but a lot that I can think of is numbing. And really when mm. I'm super honest with myself, a lot of it was just avoiding and wanting to create. I really wanted to create that haze so I didn't need to actually look at myself and respect mm-hmm. and honor myself. And I knew that that's what I was doing. It was like mm-hmm. a cycle. Mm-hmm. And so those lifestyle choices perpetuated the depression that I was experiencing. Right. Um, And so fast forward just a little bit, um, it was when I was in this this depressive state, um, I did have suicidal tendencies. And there was this moment, and I've spoken about this before um, on my platform and in in various areas, but it's a really important spot. There was this moment where I was literally, and so kind of trigger warning um, about suicide, Mm -hmm. I was literally on the other side of a railing of a bridge and uh, I was just I was gonna do it mm-hmm. I was just so in this depressed space um, I actually don't think I was on antidepressants at this time this was like the the point the the, the turning point in the chapter so to speak mm-hmm. and there was something inside of my body that I hadn't connected to in, in so long that and call it spirit, call it your guardians, call it universe, God, whatever you want to call it. That's what I truly believe it was. Mm -hmm. It was like the sensation in my heart and in my body and in my brain, my mind just flooded with these visuals of, oh, I cry every time, of my family. And like my dog came right away of him going around in the house looking for me but I've gone and of my mom and my dad and despair and my sister, just their, their grief and their sadness of this loss of my energy, basically of what I represent in, in their life. And that um, the possibility of, of inflicting that amount of pain on the people that I love so the most and my boyfriend at the time, it was almost like, it was almost as though I got to witness an alternate universe if I had made that Mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. And 
the pain and the suffering that I felt like I was experiencing was nowhere near as powerful as that moment. And there was like, it was like this something just fucking clicked mm. in my body of like, that's not okay. Like something's mm. got to change here. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is not how I want to live. I want to, I really want to love big and I want to mm-hmm. really experience my life in a really big way. And I walked home. I didn't tell my parents at that time what happened. They know of the story now. And I just hugged them. Like there was like, they, like it was the first time. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I can't remember the exact meal, but my mom had made this dinner and it was like every taste was like, like, I almost missed this meal tonight. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was a long process after that, but that was like an awakening moment yeah. of something's got to change. Like that's not okay f- from that experience um, to have gotten so close and just mm-hmm. knowing that there's, there was something inside me that was fighting. And mm-hmm. so the way that my that moment really allowed me to relate to my body in a way of like connecting on such a more powerful level to, to heal. And so this is when also I just started to really, it was almost just happened very organically, but I just started to literally like, I was, I was experiencing panic attacks um, as I was starting to be on antidepressants, like the hormonal fluctuations and the whole integration of having this, medication in your body which at the time I really did need antidepressants at that mm-hmm. time um, through lifestyle choices I was able to wean myself off sooner which was a huge testament to what it can be like when you really listen to your body mm-hmm. and so I was just starting to like really listen to what what this body needed and so there was this one day where I could feel the panic attack coming on and I, I wasn't a runner at the time. I love running now, but at the time my body was, I was just like, I need to move this. Like mm-hmm. I, it's either that or I'm going to go drinking. And at that time I was like, so one to doing my best to, to choose a different approach. And mm-hmm. I remember just bolting out of the house and just running like, like you know, what not for physical purposes, but just to move this energy. And that was one of the first times in so long that I actually felt like, like I definitely had that hormonal, um, was it the endorphin rush? Yeah. And I was yeah. smiling and I was just like, what the fuck? This is actually super fun. I was like, I'm having a great time. Like looking at the nature and the birds were chirping. I was like, I think I get it. I think I get this whole running thing. And it was also another insight of, wow. So there's another way to move this. Like there's another mm. approach to, to handle what it is that I'm experiencing inside as opposed to numbing it. And so it was like, honestly, I I just became a canvas of experiments. And the more that I experimented, the closer I would become. And sometimes I would definitely derail and not that there's any judgment in that every every moment that I had was such a purposeful reawakening of, Mm -hmm. right. That's why I don't like doing this anymore. This is why like this, this approach is not going to work for me such as, still going out and drinking every once in a while and like not knowing or trusting my limits, not listening mm-hmm. to my body when my body's mm-hmm. saying, can we please stop now? Yes. And feeling like utter shit for like a week afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then also depressively too, physically um, and mentally. So to make a long story short, it became a really 
it became like an experimental space of I really do love feeling good. I really do mm-hmm. love embracing love and feeling love. And when I'm choosing this, I get away, I'm, I'm away from that. I'm avoiding right. it. And I just, there's this honest connection of I don't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to know what, what's more of Kendra. And that led me to just being to every, every, choice I was making in regards to the foods I was putting into my body and then also the relationships that I was entertaining Mm. and the energy I was putting myself around everything shifted and it was a very gradual experience um one part of the story that is important to mention as well which was a huge awakening was my boyfriend at the time um, when I was on the rail and I was in my own depressive uh, experience a couple years later, we had since split very much still in love with each other. He was still in the path of, um, that I was stepping away mm-hmm. from and I was actually traveling. So traveling also became one of the things that got me to really discover more of myself. So travel was a huge piece. I was traveling when I got the news that he had actually committed suicide mm. and um, I felt like that I, I got to experience what could have been when the tables had turned right. and witnessing what that represented, how that like imploded so many people's lives mm-hmm. over the globe. Like he touched his leaving this plane was like, it was like a global shift. Mm-hmm. And that in itself was just like another like, push or just call forward so to speak of yeah this is why this understanding and being in self and now speaking about it this is when I also started talking about my experience because I couldn't fathom knowing um, knowing that this is happening in the world that there's a lot of people that are experiencing internal mental mm-hmm. unwellness disconnection from their body um, and knowing that I did I'm one of the lucky ones that got mm-hmm. to wean off of antidepressants and still be here to tell the story mm-hmm. and everything in between. I was like, there's that I I'm still here and I still experience all that because I feel like I'm, I'm meant to share part of this mm-hmm. in order to support anybody or any, in any way that I can. So that was a really big elemental part of it. Um, and then fast forward now I'm with my running experience. I just kept again, using the experiment of, what's fun in this body like as opposed to choosing to punish like Mm -hmm. using it to be like let's like what can what is what can this thing do and that has just become such a huge source of joy for me of like doing muay thai dancing and strut classes and just like and just like sometimes just like rolling around in coconut oil all naked by myself on the bed and just like (laughs) fuck it like it's just it's just the best like foam rolling legs wide open all for me mm-hmm. and every time that I tap into like the fun of like how does she want to move gets me so much more connected to like oh well then this is also what she kind of wants to eat oh this is also something she wants to talk about this is something mm-hmm. she also wants to create and that's where like this deep honoring of like listening to her yes. really started to birth for me and the more I do that the more I feel that like loving space the more I feel mentally well the more I feel mm-hmm. emotionally well and of course I'm a human and I have moments where I'm like, 
smashy and I feel like all of the full spectrum, Mm -hmm. but it's now also the way that I'm choosing to relate to those emotions. That's very honoring. It's very, um, you know, it's, it connects me deeper to, to understand myself even more mm-hmm. and to clearly communicate. So that's a very long-winded answer, but it's, it's, brought me, yeah, it's brought me here to really honor the things that are passionate that want to come out of this body. And we all have mm-hmm. that. We all have this ability to like deeply get to this sense of listening and honoring yes. and what can be created from that space is so juicy. And so magical. It's so magical. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that full story. And there's so much in there that I can relate to. And like, I went through my own destructive phase, like very self-destructive. And it was like a phase of like really trying to cope with this intense emotional pain that had been a byproduct of my family being totally like dismantled and, you know, fallen apart, fallen to pieces and like losing that foundation and losing that belonging. And like, I coped with drugs and alcohol and partying and lots of sex. And, you know, I wasn't even aware that there was even really an issue with that at that point in time, but I would also go in these depressive phases where I would also be contemplating suicide. And there was a moment, it was very similar, not, I wasn't on a bridge, but like I had literally this handful of pills and like, I was ready. I was ready to, I had the water, I had the pills and I was ready. And it was a very similar experience of like divine intervention and like the flooding. It was almost like exactly the same picture that I saw, which was my family in the aftermath of me leaving. Wow. Yeah. And like the grief of that in my dad's eyes and my brother's eyes and my mom's eyes. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that to them. Mm -hmm. Like, and whatever is going on for me, like, like I can get through it. Like there's, there's something to live for here. Mm. And I, I will not do that to them. I will not imprint them with this. And that's when things started to pivot in my life too. Like that was probably the first awakening. And like, um, I mean, I also had like a very abusive relationship that really woke me up too. And, but like these things are happening like in tandem with each other. And I'm like, I got to make some changes here. And I didn't stop partying like super hard right away, but I started to fade out and, my whole philosophy has always been just add in things Mm -hmm. that make you feel better versus focusing on things that you need to just eradicate and get out. Like that never felt good to me and it never worked for me either. So I'm like, what if I just add in movement that feels really good or I add in more greens or I add Mm -hmm. in more water or I add in more high quality sleep. And by doing that, it started to become very obvious, like the contrast between the two worlds. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling real good over here and flying super high, like without drugs. And then over here, like I'm feeling really contracted and like, like this density in my system. And I, I had to kind of straddle both worlds for a while before I really kind of landed in, you know, the construction of my reality as it is today. And not to say that 
I, I don't have moments of contrast because I'm human. I do, mm-hmm. but I ultimately know like, what do I need to do to generate more ease, more love, more pleasure, more flow in my, in my body. And I love that perspective you have of what can this body do? Like, how good can it feel? Like, what can I do in this vessel? Like, I kind of want to explore it and experiment and see. And that's a very similar, it's like the light side of the shadow experimentation, which happened, you know, in that earlier you know, phase of your life, you were also experimenting to see what your system could do or could not do. And, you know, same with me. And now I just experiment it, you know, in very, very different ways in ways that seem to really serve the ever unfolding of my power and my magic and the love that is in me to give and to embody. Wow. Kelsey, that's, um, it's incredible how similarly our, yeah. our stories, like, of course we're sitting here having this conversation. Of course, of course we are. <laughs> and and I used, you explained it like so perfectly because, um, yeah, a huge part of what I what I what I really speak to now um, from that whole experiment in those like in my twenties was I did try cutting out everything, yeah. and that did not serve me. It actually no. like swung the pendulum on the other side, and that's where orthorexia showed up for me. Which, totally. if the, for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is, it's like an eating disorder of obsessive compulsive clean eating to the mm-hmm. point where you will not, you have no social life. I canceled everything. I would not go to any place if I didn't know to the T what was going into my body. And it was like a mental obsessive, very controlled, very mm-hmm. constricted, not a pleasurable way of living. And my body also shut down from that too. Mm-hmm. And so part of the, the, that transition was like, okay, it's just like bringing in more of what, what feels good. And uh, like yoga came into my life and I love, I love desserts. I love them. You do. You really do. I really, really do. I love croissants. I love donuts. I love cinnamon buns. Oh my God. And I was like, so I was in this place of like, even if I had the thought of craving one and like, it was like getting to like a loud, like unhealthy craving at that time in my life, it was like the punishment in me. Mm. And goodness forbid, I would allow myself to indulge on something. Mm-hmm. It was like the punishment level of what I would do to my body in order to, yeah. to make myself so wrong. Mm-hmm. And so so grateful to and I recognize that eating disorder is its own it's its own beast of a space to be in mentally and I have so much compassion for anybody that's still in that space but I I'm also really grateful for you know having that experience to know what can mentally be happening Mm -hmm. and also know that it really what came down to was like yeah that taste of like this this is what it feels like to feel good and not just on a physical level but really on the mental level of mm-hmm. I'm going to sit here and eat this delicious morsel of whatever and watch my body just totally embrace it. Cause I really believe that the energy in which, however we want to consume anything. And in this, ex- in this example, we'll be talking about food, but truly anything, yeah. sex, media, anything, if you're consuming it in a way of that's like out of fear and constriction, 
it's not going to digest and assimilate in your body mm-hmm. in a way that's going to be supportive for you energetically. Yeah. And again, that goes for anything, but in this case, we'll talk about food. And then if you're, if you're consuming it out of love and you're really consuming it out of like, ah, oh, like that ease, which is like that excitement and like, just, oh, I can like feel it. Like you can feel mm-hmm. it. And you're like, oh, and then, oh, just have a moment here. And I'll just, oh my God. And your body's like, oh yeah, like let's let's receive this. Mm-hmm. Let's create something out of this. And just like it's tingly. And it's like that is the sensation that like, okay, that's when my body is honored. And yes. that's when she's like, she's saying yes. And not just with food again, but it's like with relationship, with conversation, with mm-hmm. anything. And it's like that can be the guiding point. So I loved what you spoke about, like when you're kind of tiptoeing on each side to really actually gauge like what feels like a no in my body Mm -hmm. and what feels like a, Oh fuck. Yes. Yes. In my body. And I know that it can feel really difficult to discern because I remember being confused as well, but that's part of like what I feel like a lot of the work that you do. And a Mm -hmm. lot of the work that I speak to is just supporting, like coming back to understanding that you have, we all have that ability to Mm -hmm. tune in and to get related again to that sensation. So Yes. Oh my gosh. That just like flashed this memory of like in, I think it was like 2012. Like I love chips. Like chips are my favorite thing in the whole universe. Like I, you love desserts. I love chips. And I had like, I always had chips in the house always. And, but my belief system around it, the way I interacted with them was not that they were like these bad, like junk foods. I'm like, no, I have them. And when I eat them, I eat them from a place of pleasure. I eat them from a place of gratitude and like savoring the chips, not like eating to kind of numb out a certain sensation or a certain feeling. But I'm like, and I also find it funny because they're crunchy. I'm like, I'm a little crunchy sometimes. And sometimes when I'm like super crunchy, like I go for something crunchy to work that out. And then I, it brings it into my awareness. And like, is there something I'm pissed off about that maybe I should go and process first and then see, do I still want to eat the chips? You know, sometimes the answer is yes. And sometimes the answer is no. And both of them are totally appropriate and valid. And I remember dating this like a former partner of mine. And he was like, you can't eat chips every day. Like that's so unhealthy. I'm like, dude, look at me. I'm very healthy. And I eat chips every day. Like maybe in your reality, in your paradigm, in your body, in your alchemy, that is true, Mm -hmm. but that's not true for me. Mm -hmm. And like, even that difference is okay. And I think that's where, especially in a lot of diet culture, it can be so damaging because it is like this mentality of a one size fits all model. Mm. And it's just not your body is its own universe (laughs) and the alchemy that makes your universe spin in its most optimal form will not be like mine will not be like yours, but Mm. in sharing uh, in these stories, we can start to give each other permission to explore and experiment and find that, that balance point of like, okay, this is actually what feels really good and expansive for me. And I also know what, what doesn't at this phase of my life. And that might change down the line. Totally. totally. I really love that you're speaking to this. Um, Cause I will actually, I'll get asked often, like, what do I eat every day? And like, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to share recipes. I love sharing mm-hmm. recipes. And I'm like, happy to like, 
talk about it, but I'm always like, what's the intention of knowing? Yeah. Because what is going to work for me at this stage in my life might be the worst thing for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like as an example, Jeremy, who is also like an absolute chip lover, um, him and raw foods and like yeah. peppers is, is, it's a no, no bueno situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bring on all the raw veggies and his health, like his health optimal, like state in his body is very different than mine. Yeah. And I think that it's so incredibly important. Um, like I do have a, a certification in um, health coaching. And one of the things that we talked about, we talked about is bio-individuality and even the way that our bodies like needs and assimilate and it like, and bring in nutrients is so freaking different mm-hmm. to everybody else. And that there's no, gosh, I would love to normalize. And one, one of the biggest pieces of the work that I'm wanting to speak about is just so step away from the comparison mm-hmm. or the, or the feel like the need that like if you are eating one thing one way or you're eating more than this other person that there's something that must be wrong with you yeah or that there must be like a lesser than mm. and it's like no actually um what if we could all surrender to the fact that you are actually totally perfectly unique and what's working for you is amazing and mm-hmm. and that there is uh, it's just it's such a disservice to the body um, to mm-hmm. want to compare the whole human experience that we have. And, and I say that with compassion and love because I understand, because I've been in that place of comparison. I've been in that place sure. of, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat as much, but I fucking eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can eat a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then there's also times when like, maybe I'm not that hungry, um, but it's just, uh, I just, I desire so deeply to support this dismantling of this conditioning that, like you said, that in the diet culture, that it's like, we all fit in one size. And it's like, what if we got to this place of celebration of mm-hmm. how unique we all are yes. and this celebration of like, wow, that's so cool that that happens to you. This is what mm-hmm. happens for me. And yes. wow, that's like so neat. And like, or like, whoa, that happens to you too. I thought that just happened to me. And like, what if we could come together to start learning from each other and mm-hmm. celebrate each other as opposed to like separating from each other and yeah. feeling that anybody needs to be less than. And that's where mm-hmm. comparison can really come in and become so toxic in our society. Of course. Oh, there's so much to say there. Oh, so much to say there. It's <laughs> such a golden topic. Like I love it so much. And like even just that permission to even have these initial conversations, you know, especially in a time where the world is so intent on dividing and like, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm good, you're bad. Like we have to really take a look at how is this affecting our, like every area of our life and like our relationship with our body, you know? And if I'm so focused on what's working for that person over there, I am not present with what's going on over here. Exactly. And the more I make a habit of externally focusing in like, quite frankly, with my mind, like it can go quite obsessive and I have a lot of creative energy. And if that is not directed in a really on purpose direction, it turns into obsessive negative thinking. So it's Mm. taken a lot to like rewire and recondition my mind to 
use that creative energy in a much more on purpose way. Mm. And, you know, it's such an important thing for all of us to start playing with, especially at this point in time where there is a lot of hooks that are happening and a lot of things that can pull you off your center. A lot of things that could have you question the validity of whether you're full or not. Like (laughs) I read this um, post on Instagram the other day about human design and eating (laughs) it was like, never tell a manifesting generator that they're eating too much. Like you need to eat a lot. And I'm like, I feel so seen (laughs) (laughs) because that's true. And, and it's also not true. Like there are times in my cycle where I'm really not hungry. And then there are times where I can't stop eating and the times where I can't stop eating tend to also correlate with times where I'm creating something of a huge magnitude. So I need the fuel to be able to keep creating and keep generating in the way that my body works. And then there are times where my body's like, okay, we have done the creation. You need to rest now. Mm-hmm. And when I go into a rest mode, I, I want like a lot of blended soups. So things that are really easy for me to digest, or I want a lot of green juice and smoothies and things like that, that are gentle on my system that just don't take as much creative energy to digest because I'm in a different phase. And, but that's taken years of like self-study of like, who is this person who like, what, what is inhabiting this vessel? Like, what is this vessel? Like, what is this all about? And like you, I like to experiment with a lot of things and I've gone through phases where my body is like really tiny and like really fit and then phases where it's bigger. And I'm like learning how to belong in all of the different iterations of my body of like, Mm -hmm. well, if this is what my body looks like now, it's probably because that's what it's meant to look like right now. And there's, there's some wisdom in there. And like, I still get to dance. I still get to frolic. I can still go cycle. Like I can still do all the things that bring me joy and pleasure, but like, all right, I guess we're just putting on the bigger pair of jeans today. Like that's fine. My worth does not, is not determined by the number on the scale or the size of pants that I'm wearing. Like it's inherent to who I am, the character of my being. But like, it takes a lot of time to kind of unhook from all of those tentacles of a system that would, you know, it counts on you hating yourself. Exactly. And it's actually profiting on us hating ourselves. And that's Mm -hmm. part of why it was built in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I just, oh my gosh, Kelsey, this conversation is just firing me (laughs) up. Um, I love this notion. I love that you reference cycles cycles Mm -hmm. and I also like I did a post the other day about the seasons like it's winter time and Mm -hmm. my body our like our human bodies they're they are so wise they know exactly what they're doing more than we do because we are so heady and we are so in other people's shit that we're not connecting to wow there's this transition like it's dropped it's snowing outside Mm -hmm. so my body wants to hold on and it's making me feel hungrier so that I will eat foods that will insulate yep. me so that I won't die. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, body, I feel what you're doing. And thank you. Like if, the, if you were actually losing weight at this time, that might be a cause for concern. Mm-hmm. And that can show up in a lot of other hormonal disruptions and even mental disruptions in itself. Totally. So yeah, the invitation in such a big way of 
what I know that you're speaking, like what you just spoke to and what I'm really feeling so passionate about and I'm seeing, I'm starting to see, which gets me so excited is like the fuck the patriarchy and yes. the fuck the system and like fuck the whole thing that was like, that, that is literally profiting off of us trying to be something that we're not. And instead mm-hmm. like try to go against the wisdom of what our bodies are and how our body is speaking to us. Yes. Because when we do detach and we do disconnect from that, we are missing out. We're missing out on mm-hmm. what is this magic here? What is that creative fire? And yeah, the invitation is to say like, no, like stretchy pants, comfy pants all day long. Fine. Okay, then. And okay, mm-hmm. I've got like more juice in my touche. Like perfect. Like, <laughs> yes. like letting, letting this all be okay as opposed to mm-hmm. as opposed to shaming and judging ourselves and like leaving totally. ourselves as wrong in any way. There's nothing wrong with with any of it with any of us what and it's not necessarily wrong but what's what we get to really look at is what are we what are we choosing to believe are we choosing Mm -hmm. to believe that because we're told it must be a certain way that we're wrong like what if we dropped that belief which i know is easier said than done but what if what if there was another way and it was Mm -hmm. just like the natural way from the very beginning and mm-hmm. yeah, it's taken a really freaking long time for me to be able to get to this place to even be in consideration of it. But what I really notice in myself and what I notice in my clients and the spaces that I've created is how much more liberation comes in our life when we're just ex- in it, this accepting place of I've got some like juice in my touche and I don't fucking care. And I just more for me to shake mm-hmm. and just being in this place of like, this is me and my body today and tonight mm-hmm. and this this time in my life. Like I've been really feeling this initiative space of my age and where I'm moving towards is I'm not the young adolescent anymore. Mm-hmm. I am a woman and that is its own initiation. And not only my yes. woman, but I may be bearing children. Like I'm not pregnant, but it's something that's on my mind Mm -hmm. and it's just like my body also knows that so it is making sure it's it's shifting to be able to have that capacity to hold and create like what is happening in this season of my life Mm. not even just seasons of the weather but we have different seasons of life and yeah what if we just chose instead to just really be present with the magnificence Mm -hmm. and yeah, and like you said, the wisdom, because yes. our bodies are, it knows exactly what it's doing. And I, I always mm-hmm. say that our bodies speak to us in, in sensations and in feelings. Mm-hmm. And so if we're feeling a pain somewhere, if we're feeling a little bit of water retention or something, it's like there's another, there's a greater shift that is more divine that's really yes. happening. And it is possible to like, when we slow down and choose to do, not distract to turn off all the distractions but we choose to actually listen and like be with our body we will hear it mm-hmm. we'll hear it it takes practice it does it really does i've turned a morning practice because i sleep naked now ever since the pandemic Ooh. started i was like mm. i'm sleeping naked that was <laughs> what my body was saying like stop wearing pajamas i'm like okay i'll listen mm-hmm. love it me too oh my god it's the best mm-hmm. and it just means that i get to put more blankets on my bed all the things, like all mm-hmm. the things I love. But now when I get up in the morning, I stand in front of the mirror and I just take myself in. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're looking good today. Like, and mm-hmm. just like actually scanning my body in an approving way of like, this 
is everything that's right with you today. And like, you're fucking gorgeous. Like what? And like, this is before hairs brushed makeup on sometimes even before I brush my teeth and Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm standing in full adoration of who is in front of me Mm. and exactly what you said, the more we make this a practice, the more the body will reveal, you know, the, Mm. the wisdom that's kind of brewing there and something that came through the other day. I think, I think I was having a dance party with myself. Awesome. (laughs) As you do. As as you do. As as, as I do. And (laughs) something that came through is like, you needed to occupy a bigger body because you did not understand that it is your rightful place to occupy space on this planet with your message. Wow. And now is the time to occupy more space, allow yourself to be more seen Mm. and you weren't doing it. And so the bigger body, you become very acutely aware of how much space you're occupying and like how you're moving through the world. And I'm like, oh yeah, like it's my message that needs to be liberated more. My, my message and my visibility, because you know me, like I've kind of you know, done a lot of work to kind of prop other people up and like help them build their businesses. And then it's now come into a season where it's now that time for it to happen for me and for me to really like get behind myself and like occupy that energetic space, that emotional space, that pleasure space that I hadn't been taking up because I'm like, Oh, who am I to take up space? You know? And my body was like, bitch. Okay. Fine. If this is, this is the way you want to learn, that's cool. And I'm glad that that is the path that I have been learning because to be able to love my body, no matter what it looks like or what size it is, like there's so much freedom inside of that. And, you know, and when it comes to partner selection in the future, like now it's coded in my cells, the type of people who have a really hard time with the fluidity of the body. And so those people will not even make it past like round one of, you know, auditions, <laughs> like no way, That's no right. way. Yep. Because like there needs to be this freedom to, you know, allow my body to do what it needs to do, be in its intelligence. So I can receive those messages and transmute them. However, I'm being called to transmute them, but also knowing that I am met with just as much adoration from my partner as I met with the adoration, me with me in the mirror every morning, like it literally bleeds into every single area. That's exactly it. Up levels, the quality up levels, the standards up levels, the boundaries, like all of it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's so brilliant. I'm obsessed with you. And I'm obsessed with this conversation. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, I feel like we could talk for, we just need to hang out. Um, I know. I know. We need to go that's, We really do. Cause that, and that's, that's just it in my experience. And like, again, what I'm witnessing and like, oh, what the space that I, I get to hold and like in my friendships and my clients is it's that it's like the more that I am creating, like I have my back, the more that I am creating this beautiful relationship with with my body, with this, I have this like thing that I, I said the, like, I don't know, a few months ago, I was like, my body's my bestie. And it's mm. like, she's my, she's my best friend. And I love her. Mm. We have so much fun together. We have the snacks, we play, we do all these things. And like, we get, we get sad together and we hold yeah. each other in that space. And it's like, that is the relationship. And the more it's mm. like, I respect you and I have integrity for you, but my body's also like, if you do not honor me though mm-hmm. like 
I'm going to let you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it's like, you honor that. And then there was moments where my body's like, you didn't honor me. You didn't honor like the request mm-hmm. and, or you ignore, you ignored me and you avoided me. So yeah. I'm going to let you know about that. And that mm-hmm. can show up in, you know, just bowels and whatever. Yeah, I was going to say constipation. Constipation <laughs> can show up and just like discomfort, pain, and just like fatigue, bloating, all the things. And my body's just like, you, you, you didn't pay attention. Um, but when the, when the relationship is harmonious, it's like, like that is the, that is the basics, basis, foundational ground of then how you also show up in life and how you get to relate to life. Mm-hmm. I really believe in like how you relate to yourself and how you choose to relate to you is a reflection of how everything else is going to show up in your life. It's yeah. a mirror imaging. If you don't respect you, if you don't honor your word and you don't speak up for yourself, for your body, you don't want, you don't bring your greens to the restaurant. When you know Mm -hmm. you want to bring greens to the restaurant, then the world's (laughs) going to be like, okay, you can settle over here or you can settle Mm -hmm. over here, or this is how this is all going to show up. Or you will get tested and be like, this will show up. Are you going to speak up for yourself or are you going to avoid? Mm -hmm. And because you speak up and you honor your body and you show up for your body every day, you look at it every day in the mirror and you look at the queen that's there. You look at the royalty that's there. You operate. It's like, in my experience, it's like I'm operating in that energy of like, this is how a queen would show up to whatever Mm -hmm. test this is. Mm -hmm. Because that's how my body is also carrying me because she's my, she's got my best intentions in mind. Right. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. (laughs) We're going to have to do Kendra part two on the podcast oh, because so <laughs> we clearly have a lot of things to talk about <laughs> we really do we really <laughs> do really do but I want to honor your time and everybody else's time who's joined us today and invested with us mm-hmm. so we'll move into our rapid fire questions okay. um okay. as we switch gears here um okay what is one thing that is an instant turn on for you candle wax Ooh. Yummy. Let's yeah, make candles together. Ooh. All the back. Yes. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, yummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's make candles. Um, yeah, we're going to make some candles. Sex <laughs> candles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What? Uh, let's see. Oh, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about pleasure? Relax. Stop forcing. It's okay to receive. Just relax. Like, let yourself melt into a puddle. And in all aspects, just relax when you're eating the food. Like, let it melt. Savor. Mm-hmm. Savor. Savor and relax. Like, when you're actually with a partner and it's just like you want to like force it, like, oh, I think I'm going to, I think, I think it's going to happen. I think I'm going to climax. And you're forcing and putting pressure on yourself and it's like quick. Mm, no. Mm-mm. And if you said just like, okay, I'm just going to like milk this. I'm just going to savor all of it. And that again, goes with everything. If like the pleasure that comes through when you're creating something like a project or you're making food and then you're sitting down with it, just savor, relax, stop time. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yummy. (laughs) What has pleasure been the portal for most recently in your life? Oh, coming home Mm -hmm. to me, it's been, oh, wow. That is a big question because truly right now it is something I'm diving so deeply into. 
um, I recently did a masturbation practice called Sex Bomb, and it it opened up how my pleasure relates to everything in life, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was just everything from little tendencies of if I'm feeling lack in life mm-hmm. and that tension that can show up not only in my pussy but also just in life mm-hmm. and so pleasure for me has been it had literally become the portal it is literally that's so interesting it has literally <laughs> become a portal of like understanding of like when do I want to clench mm-hmm. when do I want to like hurry up and let's just finish this thing like mm-hmm. and how does that show up in my life so yes. it's become this like opening of deeper understanding of my behavioral tendencies. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. We're going to have to do episode 2.0 and we're going to use that as our starting point. Okay. Perfect. So So good. Okay. Last question. Last question. If you could whisper a nugget of pleasure wisdom to 13 year old you, what would you tell her? You are allowed to be received and to be seen and to receive just as you are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. Mm-hmm. That feels real good. That's true. Oh, Kendra, thank you so much for like the most epic conversation. And I love how we could branch in all of these different directions. Like you are so extraordinary and I can't wait to have you back on and to see you again really soon. Um, And for everyone who is listening, who is obviously going to be just as obsessed with you as I am, (laughs) where can they find you? Are there any special things that you've got cooking that you'd like people to know about? Where, where can all the magic be, be found with you? Thank you, Kelsey. Um, gosh, I, I love you so much. I really want, I'm excited to see you again soon. Yeah. Um, people can find me on um, Instagram is where I hang out mostly. I have been, I'm, I'm on there. You can see, you can find me on there at Adachi Kendra. Um, AdachiKendra.com is my website. I'm going to be sharing more in my newsletters, more like very raw truths um, Mm. as I have been so if you really want to get tapped into that and some news on like what's going to be birthing from me soon that's where I'm sharing it first but um, I do I do an eight-month group container which is in process now and Mm. I won't have another availability till September 2021 it's called the honored body so Mm. so much of what we talked about here is what we dive so in and each month has a very intentional method and practice where we lean into just the emotional body or the physical body of relationships and so um to get on a wait list you can just message me on instagram i'm doing a whole renew website thing so just message me on instagram is best amazing Um, Other than that, I do also do one-on-one as well. And I call that the honoring. And it is, Mm. again, so much of what we spoke about of coming back to that discernment of what is the yes in your body and what is Mm -hmm. the no. And guiding through really being intentional and listening in such a loving and liberating place of proclaiming all that you are before the conditioning. And that is one of my favorite, like the honored body and my one-on-one is just truly a birth of fucking pleasure. So 
can message me about that if you're interested. I have um, right now two spots available, available for one-on-one -on -one, um, at the time of this recording. Um, just message me and I'm always happy to work something out. Incredible. And all of those links to everything that Kendra just mentioned will be in the show notes so that it's easy to access and you can go find her and frolic and play and follow her because she is just so magical. And thank you so much for saying yes and for coming to this conversation with so much courage and bravery and just open hearted love. Like you are such a goddess and I am obsessed with you. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you for creating the space and the opportunity. It's just, you're welcome. it was, it's felt easy and safe to just like be seen and be received. Yes. <laughs> so I appreciate that so much. It's such a fucking honor to be here. Oh my gosh. You're the best. I love you. <laughs> and this is what, this is what friendship looks like in our coven. Like we just gush to each other and like pump each other up all the time. <laughs> which is so wonderful. And there's going to be a lot more offerings about everything that's happening in the coven coming this mm. year. And um, mm. as of right now, I'm doing Friday night uh, cocktails with the coven on clubhouse. And really? yeah, so we're going to have to bring you in to be a speaker yeah. in that, in that segment, because like there are so many women who want sisterhood the way in which we've created it and we've generated it. And obviously like we have our, our own little unit here and I want people to feel empowered to be able to create their own community like we've done here. So mm. by bringing in members of the coven and just having this dialogue, having these conversations, it sparks that alive in anyone who hops in to the talk on clubhouse. So, Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm on clubhouse. I haven't really played around with it too, too much. I created a room with a friend and Oh yeah. Then I was in like, Oh, which we didn't even speak about, but that's okay. Um, but my, my period life just mm. sheltered me in a big way, but I was super down for that. I yeah. just, anywhere to like create more conversation and just connection. This is something that I am hungry for. Like yes. I can tell, I can feel it in my body. It's just like, mm -hmm. like sisters. Yes. <sighs> yes. 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 Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I wanted to, we didn't even speak about it. So and I'm just, I am being conscious of time, but just so much appreciation for um, the ease of, of like checking in and letting it be okay to say mm -hmm. no and to request mm -hmm. a reschedule and to like speak yes. your needs and to be received and seen and respected in that. And there not mm -hmm. be any shame or guilt mm -hmm. or judgment thrown, which yeah. I've experienced in the past. And it's like, I think speaking of that, at some point, whether you want to create a post about it, just, I think that it's a really important topic of just like, mm. let's, let's change that part of the culture and the narrative too. Mm -hmm. of like, it's mm -hmm. when we show up and we honor ourselves and our needs, we give permission to each other. And when we just allow totally. ourselves to receive it, like the safety in that. Mm -hmm. mm, I'm so happy that you felt that way. And, right. you know, there's, that's something that I am very clear that you can count on me for is honoring mm -hmm your boundary and honoring your limits and, you know, the first scheduled, you know, time we had for this, it wasn't the right time because this conversation wouldn't have happened. Like, and this was the conversation that was meant to happen. And so there's that element of trust and surrender and magic that is so encoded into my cells that when someone's like, uh, I need to reschedule. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. let's do it. 
not meant to happen today okay yeah. like the, the universe knows exactly what it's doing so mm-hmm. let's like yeah trust in that yes and, and it gives me permission too as well to be able to make those types of requests when i might need them i don't overuse them i don't you know just cancel because i don't feel like doing something like it's when i genuinely am like this yeah. is not right for me right now and you know, I think that that is something that's really sacred in our sisterhood, which I bet we'll probably touch on when we have you on a, a clubhouse chat and probably part two of our podcast. <laughs> Let me know. I'm yes. so down. This was so fun, Kelsey. This is so I fun. Just- Thank you so much.